Well, hello there, folks. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture, because frankly, it is the shit that's keeping us alive. Yes. Uh, now, in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against one another in a pop culture battle royale. But now, teaming up with someone who is not in your quarantine pod is, well, it's irresponsible. So now, for the duration, it is one comic against another. To win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the uh, the cool comebacks they've been working on in isolation mm-hmm. to earn the coveted trouble. Oh, have you not been working on one? Uh, oh, okay. Could you tell by my okay. face? <laughs> yeah, I could tell by no. your face and the sound you made. <laughs> you might have trouble earning the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus, which will automatically give your opinion on, let's say, Conway family counseling more than a civilian's. Let's get into it. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Let's meet our teams. Our first contestant is an improviser. She hosts the film podcast Minute 24. It is Troubled Water's favorite, Melissa Darch. I'm the favorite Melissa Darch of all the Melissa Darches on Troubled Waters. You're up there. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, How are you? I'm doing well. I was just saying I'm still working, so I've been keeping busy every nine to five, every Monday to Friday. Great, Mm -hmm. great. good for me. You're working. Of course you're working at home, right. Uh, How zoomed out are you? Pretty. I do. I do my podcast over Zoom too, so it's always thirty minutes of like, okay, now you share your screen, and yeah. no one gets it. Yep. Yeah. Um, incidentally, I um, so this I, I for the for the listener, I'm in my office. I'm in front of a bulletin board, two bulletin boards that are kind of haphazard little style ideas and ticket stubs and mm-hmm. flyers from shows and things of that nature. I. Um, I interviewed the Killers for Sirius XM last week, and I was—I had never met. It was Brandon and Ronnie. I'd never met either of them. We're talking for two seconds. Brandon recognizes himself because <laughs> <laughs> he's in a denim on denim combo from a couple years ago that I took great inspiration from. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I've got—I've got you up on my tiger beat <laughs> bulletin board, Brandon Flowers. I have." been busted uh our second contestant hosts the podcast i'll show you mine if you show me yours on the small beans network and you can catch her comedic film analyses on youtube it's maggie mayfish hello maggie hello hello how are you oh how am i doing you know pretty good pretty good uh yeah that's that's <laughs> probably been my life for the past five six months just <laughs> pretty yeah. good doing pretty good yeah, well you know what that is good. the best that you can hope for. Uh, truly, day every day that I wake up, I feel like I have nothing to uh, to formally complain about um, besides yeah. everything. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides yeah. that, yeah, uh-huh. just just uh-huh. the general, just the general, <laughs> general malaise. Uh, yeah, um, it's um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. We are uh, we are talking the day after night one of the Republican National Convention, which was so screechy, and <laughs> cokey, and terrifying. Yeah. 
Um, did you watch? Did you did you take it in? I, you know, I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch. I saw. I, I you know, I saw my friends tweeting about it, and I feel like that that okay. was enough. That I, yeah. I, I enjoy enough. the filter through someone else's perspective. I don't need the full sure. the full brunt of it, if you will. <laughs> um, friend of the show, John Bowie, uh, posted something on it, a, a screenshot of Donald Trump just looking absolutely <laughs> zooted up out of his mind. And he was like, listen, conservatives, I know that uh, you don't believe anything. I know you don't trust people from Hollywood, but you absolutely must believe us when we tell you that somebody is on cocaine. <laughs> like we, we can spot that shit really well. And he was super duper on cocaine last night. Mm-hmm. Like soup. It was like a night at Sky Bar. Anyway. <laughs> We have met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what matters this week. Speaking in the world of pop culture, that is, uh, players, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important, perhaps the most overlooked story, person, place, thing, event of the last week or two. Uh, Melissa, we'll start with you. Um, I'm not, I'm nervous now because it's not the last week or two, it's ongoing, but. Okay. I recently found out, so for me, it's the last week or two. There's a woman in Georgia. Her name is Maria Sotnikova, and she is Mm -hmm. um, a disabled woman who's used a power scooter her whole life. And so she's been barred from a lot of places because of accessibility. And she got to go to her first Seder dinner because a lot of events are being held virtually now. So um, I'm playing for virtual accessibility. Wow. Isn't that lovely? You're playing for something real. <laughs> Again, Seder was back in spring, but she she was talking about how like a lot of people that usually feel barred from spaces now are like taking online improv classes and taking, you know, going to these events online that they would usually not go to. Right. Wow. <laughs> okay, you've given us you've given us something real to chew on and I personally don't know what to do with it, but thank yeah, you so much for playing for something real and meaningful. Yeah. Uh, Maggie, how about you? Wow, compared to that, uh, <laughs> I'm going to look like a villain. Uh, what? Great. Uh, Every no. good show needs one. <laughs> You're right. Okay, I will, I will be the antagonist for this episode. Um, uh, but I did adopt two kitties, so, you know. So actually, maybe it's better than yours. No, yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is. So where, where where'd you get them? How'd it go? Uh, it went great. We went to uh, Kit Crusaders, um, which is they're here in LA based. Um, but yeah, so they rescue cats from all over the LA area, and uh, these babies are from Tijuana. So wow, over. international uh, cats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But they're just the the sweetest sweetest cats in the world. So, lucked oh, out. Yeah, I love it. Um, we have a little bit acquired a cat as well. A stray cat um, made her way into our side yard, mm-hmm. and I started feeding her because I'm a softy. And now, now she just hangs out, mm-hmm. and we're like we're kind of pals. And um, she now like lets me. She like comes right up to me and lets me pet her. And when I sit outside with her, she like puts her little head on my lap. And it's it's a great arrangement, except for the fact that we also have a dog who we love. <laughs> and getting the two of them together yeah. is a little tricky. So the two of them, it's like, um, 
it's like an old, it's like a, a tragic romance. There, they, um, it's like the boy in the bubble. He's inside. Mm. We won't let him into the side yard anymore. <laughs> they look at each other through the glass of a of they a door. They paw at it. Yeah. They paw at each yep. other. Now Aww. she now her paws have terrifying claws. Sure. They could scratch my dog's eyes out, which we're afraid about. She hisses at him a little bit. He barks at her. Ultimately, I think you know, like a like a Nora Ephron film, they will just fall in love. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm until that happens we can't let her in like mm-hmm. she really wants to come in very badly she feels like i live here now like let me in the house and we can't do that so i don't know what i'm saying is check back for frequent updates i can't mean <laughs> right. to like get her right. a proper home but i also really like her mm-hmm. cats are cool as hell yeah they're great as it turns out i don't know how to communicate with them at all i can reason with a dog very easily a cat i don't know what the fuck's going on but I, so far i really like it i like the language barrier <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's virtual accessibility versus kitty cats on today's Troubled Waters. Those are your buzzing words. Keep it ready as we move forward. We're going to start the show with a little game we call School Time Cool Rhyme. School Time Cool Rhyme. The fall is on its way, uh, which means it's back to school time. Ha! Uh, in these virusy times, schooling has, of course, been disrupted. So we thought we would do our best to get the nation back on track by making the stuff you need to know easier to remember through the power of rhyme. We'll be going through a typical day of school lessons. I will give you a limerick for each subject. You just got to tell me what the limerick is about. Keep your buzzing words at the ready, your buzzing phrases or concepts at the ready. Um, but save them until each limerick has been fully finished because they're very labor intensive. Our writer John Luke Roberts. Oh, okay. I can can tell our writer John Luke Roberts Uh did them because he wrote they're labor intensive with a U. Um, And John Luke Roberts is very thin skinned. So let's let's let them all get out. Uh, First class of the day, period one English literature. Now, this will describe an American author. Buzz in when you think, well, buzz in when I'm finished with the limerick. Okay. This novelist wrote for E.G. Beloved, jazz, and a mercy. She wrote Sula and Home. She was very well known and won Nobel Prize more than me. Meow. <laughs> oh, taking like some liberty that. with your buzzing words. <laughs> I like it, Maggie. Ah, okay. Uh, is it Maya Angelou? Oh, my God. Is it not? Oh, no. no it's not. Uh, it's not. Hmm. Melissa. Uh, virtual accessibility. Um, is it Maya Angelou? <laughs> no. That's so weird. I could have sworn. No. <laughs> No, see, no, Dang. no. It was Toni Morrison. Ah, oh. mm-hmm. it's Toni Morrison. Mm. It's Toni Morrison. Okay, I'm failing school. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Dust yourself off. Dust Ooh, yourself off. Get okay. back into Ooh. it. The, the Nobel Question Prize two. got me. Tripped me. <laughs> you, well, of course, of course, absolutely. Um, okay, period two. Geography. What country am I describing? <clears throat> A state next to Germany and. France, Luxembourg, and Holland gave us René Magritte's lovely chocolate to eat, yet people say this place is bland. Meow. Oh, virtual accessibility. Oh, no. Ooh. Ooh. Just edged out by a cat. Maggie. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, what is Belgium? Don't have, it's Jeopardy. not Jeopardy, but yes, Belgium. <laughs> Ding dong. I love it. It is Belgium. <laughs> it is Belgium. Okay. It is Belgium. Uh, stand firm in your belief. Um, and once again, period three, this is how you know it's Brit. Maths. Yeah. Oh. Ah. 
I don't know why we don't call it maths. It's mathematics. Right. We should say maths. I'm going to start saying maths. Okay, okay here cool. We here we go. This number is the kind that's irrational. When I think of it, I get quite passional. It helps find the size of circles. And guys, it's from Greece, but it's gone international. Virtual accessibility. It's yes. pi. It is pi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is pi. Well done. I taught well math done. in school, so I really should. Whoa. I was a math Whoa. teacher for three years, so if I didn't get that, it'd be very embarrassing. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. We would all be even more ashamed. Yes. I was going to say, do you want to know how much smarter you are than me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're tied right now. Uh, well, all right. Uh, <laughs> Fourth period, we're going back to geography class. We do it twice a day. Uh, What geographical feature is this limerick about? When a river gets wide and real bendy, swerving like the woo that's in Wendy's, till the meanders cut off, leaving a large trough of water that's still and had ends in. Oh, virtual accessibility. Is it an oxbow? Yeah, let's keep in the sound of me pounding the table. That is correct. Can I, oh, wow. Melissa, can I tell you something? Yes. The first time I saw the words oxbow and lake right next to each other were when I read this script for the first for time. For real? I've heard of that in my life. What the hell is an oxbow? Oh, I, so I lived in St. Louis for five years, which is right by the Mississippi. I'm from St. Louis. What's an oxbow? <laughs> so you wow. know how the Mississippi curves around Missouri? Yeah. There's like yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. of locks and dams there and we went on a field trip to a lock and dam and there's a whole thing about how when the river like sort of changes course, it, it changes yeah. course over time and so it leaves where it used to be sort of really moist and, and dug out from like where the water used uh-huh. to be and those areas sometimes form little lakes and they're called oxbows. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. So now... Now I believe them. Yeah, okay. Yes, I was a school teacher. No, I believe it. No, I believe it. Mm -hmm. Here we go. That's great. Good. Okay, good. Now I truly have learned something. Okay. Um, Fifth period, it's music. Uh, Who is this figure from musical history? This composer was sadly an orphan, but he got very good at the organ. He said, I am trying to write a mass in B minor. And the Germans all said, now you're talking. Okay. Virtual accessibility. Mm-hmm. Is it Mozart? No. Okay. Meow. Yes. Uh, is it Beethoven? No. <gasps> Dang. It is Maya Angelou. No. no. It's, uh, <laughs> it is Johann Sebastian Bach. Oh, oh Bach. The third ah, one. Ah, Bach. It's Bach. <laughs> Bach. Should have known it. All right. Our school day ends with science. Final period, science. Here's a rhyme about a law of physics that Melissa is going to get right away. Yeah. Sorry. When the winter upon your door beats and it's freezing your hands and your feet, go straight to your office because as this law proffers, heat is work and work, work is heat. Oh, God. All right. Virtual accessibility. Is Uh it the first law of thermodynamics? Yes, of course it is. Yes, of course it is. Ah, these limericks were incredible. No, you were were incredible. (laughs) You were incredible. (laughs) You jumped in and (laughs) named every single one. You you dove right in. You kind of slayed it. Uh, (laughs) Christian, let's let's get those scores for round one. Virtual accessibility has three points. Kittens have but one Mm. to share among them. (laughs) 
Uh, Let's go right into our next round. It's one we're calling Homeschool. Because while it is back to school time, we have also already seen a few of America's colleges and high schools and middle schools and grammar schools and kindergartens and daycares have to backpedal uh, and shift back to online schooling. So in this game, we're going to highlight the uncertainty of going to school or going to home by playing you a series of audio clips. You will tell us if they are featuring someone going back home or going back to school okay, or school. Clip number one. What do you think? Someone else wrote this? Look, all I know is that you didn't, and that's what disappoints me. Tell you something else, whoever did write it doesn't know the first thing about Kurt Vonnegut. And another thing, Vonnegut, I'm going to stop payment on a check. What's that? Fuck me. Hey, Kurt, you read lips. Fuck you! Meow? Yeah. Uh, are they traveling back home? No, that was a clip (laughs) from Back to School. Featuring Rodney Dangerfield. And ah. I believe Sally Kellerman. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's conceptual. Uh, You'll get it. It's okay. I'm okay with being wrong about that. <laughs> okay. I'm okay with it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Clip number two. Going home or going to school? Let's listen. I'm sitting in the railway station. Got a ticket for my destination. Okay, virtual accessibility. Melissa Darch. He's going home. That is Homeward Bound by Simon and Garfunkel. One point to you. They are, of course, going home. Where the music's playing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Number three. Back home or back to school? Wake up! That was my pillow! Wake up, you sleepyhead! Uh, virtual accessibility. Uh, yes, Melissa Darch. Uh, I'm going to guess it's Max Keebler's big move, and he's going to school. Wow, was that specific <laughs> and completely wrong in every way. Oh, all right. Uh, it was wow. actually Peter Pan's return to the Lost Boys in the movie Hook. Way wrong. <laughs> okay, wow. I feel yeah, a lot better wrong. all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was way off. That was way off. <laughs> I do remember that Max Keebler movie, though. It's great. I remember that there was a Max Keebler movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also just now remembering the last time you were here, I called you Michelle Branch a bunch of times. Oh. I was only once, but it was it was enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number four. I wake up, my shoulder's cold. I've got to leave here before I go. Kittens. Kittens. Uh, they are going... Back to school, it's campus by Vampire Weekend. Ooh. Yes! Ah. You <laughs> nailed it! Well God. done. Put that one. Who's your favorite point? Vampire Weekend guy? Uh, who, favorite guy? In the band? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, is it lame to say Ezra? He's the lead, you know? No, it's not lame at all. He's very handsome. He's very handsome. I saw them in concert right before this all went down. Uh, they were fantastic. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, he's lovely. I think I would probably go that way also. Uh, Question number five. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket Okay, virtual accessibility. It's a very sad song about someone being dragged back to their hometown. Thank you for for (laughs) teasing out the melancholy in the theme song from Welcome Back, Cotter. Okay. Mm. Yes, correct. (laughs) 
Absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, number six. Back home or back to school? Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no way. This is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. Mammoth. And I don't care if I have to get kittens. 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 Uh, it is the mother from Home Alone, and she is on her way home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's going home. It's Max Keebler. <laughs> it's it's not Max Keebler. Keebler. It's Home Alone. It's Catherine O'Hara, who we have been in love with for eight decades yes. now, long mm. before Shit's Creek, although it's wonderful she's finally getting her due. Uh, all right. For bonus points, tell us a quick anecdote of a, a time you went back to school or went back home or like me, you went off to college and you stayed there for a year and then college was like, don't come back here anymore. We don't like you. And then you have to go home. Um, it, any good back to school or back home stories, fire away for bonus points. Um, I was in a sorority my sophomore year of college. In my junior year, when I came back, they made me come back like a week early and do like work week. You like learn cheers and you clean the house and you try to get other girls sure. to do it. And right before, right at the very end of work week when I'd like cleaned houses and I'd learned all the cheers and I'd like help girls sew things or whatever, the very last day before school started, before I got the benefits of being in a sorority, they're like, hey, we actually have to kick you out of the sorority. And I had to walk what? home to my apartment two miles <laughs> just what? with that hanging what? on me. <laughs> Why did they kick you out? Can I ask? Well, I was. Yeah, why? They were making all the girls that joined as freshmen live in that house. And since I was a sophomore, they're like, don't worry, you don't have to do it. And then they changed their mind, I guess, right after I cleaned the house and did all the work. <laughs> ah! Oh, ah! Melissa, that's terrible. It was a two mile walk home. <laughs> oh, I want to enact ugh. revenge on your behalf. Thank um, you. Same. <laughs> Yeah, that's brutal. What was the, what was the house? Maybe we ask. Yeah, it was um, Sigma Sigma Sigma. Easy to remember. S- Sigma Sigma Sigma. Mm-hmm. Make me Sigma stomach. Oh. <laughs> uh, at what school? Um, Mizzou University of Missouri. University of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. <laughs> that was that's terrible. It was brutal. It was hot. Uh, it was hot Missouri what? summer. It was hot. That's uh. awful. That's really <laughs> awful. Uh, Maggie, can you top it? Would you even want to? Man, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty mis, pretty miserable. Um, I did uh, return to my college um, to attend my then boyfriend's birthday party, uh, and I ended up just breaking up with them on their birthday. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. I stories, did. stories of college heartbreak <laughs> today on Troubled Waters. <sighs> Yeah, wow. Yeah. But Maggie, I think you'll understand if I give the bonus point to Melissa. For oh, please do. Was, please do. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. like, I really feel like, yeah, this is, we need to help her achieve some closure. Right the wrong yeah. level. And I need to continue to be the antagonist of this episode. Yeah, that's so, true. So, you know. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Uh, let's recap them scores at the end of that heartbreaking round. Uh, virtual accessibility has six kittens. Have three. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this. Hey, Jay Keith. Hey, Helen. Hey, you've got another true-false quiz for me? Yep. Our trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself, used to be in front of a live audience. True. Turns out that's not so safe anymore. Correct. 
Next. Unfortunately, this means we can no longer record the show. False. The show still comes out every first and third Friday of the month. Correct. Finally, we still have great celebrity guests answering trivia about things they love on every episode of Go Fact Yourself. Definitely true. And for bonus points, name some of them. Recently, we've had uh, Ophira Eisenberg, plus tons of surprise experts like Yardley Smith and Suzanne Summers. Perfect score. Woo-hoo. You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month with all the great guests and trivia that we've always had. And if you don't listen, well, then you can go fact yourself. That's the name of our podcast. Correct. Woo-hoo. Well, hello and welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us, playing for virtual accessibility, Melissa Darch. Playing for kitty cats, <laughs> freshly adopted kitty cats, mm. and the, the sweet, sweet way that they nuzzle up to you, Maggie Mayfish. Our next round is called Troubled Doors Down. Now, folks, we do not need an excuse to celebrate Dolly Parton. She is incredible. As far as we know, we have never actually dedicated a full round to her before. I'm I'm nearly positive she's never been a contestant. Um, but today, we are going to dedicate an entire round to her. She has not only put her charming voice out to uh, the cause of making sure that we know Black Lives Matter, but this year also marks the 40th anniversary of the film Nine to Five. So this round is going to be very simple. We're going to ask you a series of questions. They'll all be Dolly trivia We will play you a few clips of her work along the way because it will brighten your day. Mm -hmm. And that last round bummed us all out. So we knew it. Um, Question number one. Our first question involves Dolly as a newborn. Let's kick it off with a clip from her song, What Will Baby Be? For they are only a reflection of the things they see. What will baby be? from Dolly Parton's song, What Will Baby Be? And here's the question. How did Dolly Parton's family pay the doctor for her delivery? Uh, Did they give the doctor A, $2.35, B, a bottle of Kentucky bourbon, C, a bag of cornmeal, or D, two live chickens? Chickens? Yeah. Yeah, Maggie? Um... You know, uh, those all are good possibilities, but I I moved to say uh, the two chickens. Hmm. Hmm. You were moved to the wrong area of (laughs) the playing board. Uh, No, that is incorrect. Uh, Melissa, want to take a swing? Yeah, I was going to say, and I feel very strongly about this, I was going to say cornmeal. You're absolutely right. Ah. What what uh, what field trip in St. Louis did you learn that cornmeal no. was uh, to be exchanged for obstetric services? None. I just make I make a uh, little jiffy corn muffins pretty regularly, uh-huh. and uh, uh-huh. that's what I would accept as payment of those so options. You, you have seen up close the value of a good bag of cornmeal. Oh yeah. Uh, her father was uh, was too broke to pay the doctor in cash, so he gave him the sack of cornmeal. We might all start paying for goods and services in this way in this calendar year. Yes. So let's take a tip from Mr. Parton of Pigeon Forge. All right, question number two. Uh, Dolly Parton's most financially successful song was I Will Always Love You, of course, covered by Whitney Houston for the Bodyguard soundtrack. Let's hear a little bit of Dolly's original.
question is, and we, this is multiple choice, but I, I want to see if either of you can just right out of the gate get the answer. The question is, which famous male singer did Dolly turn down when he said he wanted to record a cover of it? Okay. Nobody's getting it out of the gate, mm. so I will give you the multiple choice answers, the, the multiple choice choices, the multiple choices, <laughs> all the, the multiple choices. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. That's how you say that. Mm-hmm. A, Frank Sinatra. B, Elvis Presley. C, Neil Diamond. Or D, Johnny Cash. All right, virtual accessibility. Yes, Melissa Darch? I'm going with Blue Eyes, Frank Sinatra. Incorrect. That's fair. Incorrect. Hmm. I understand that. Okay. So, Maggie? Right. uh, Elvis Presley, Ah. Neil Diamond, Johnny Cash. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, I'm going to say Elvis Presley. You are correct. Nice. (laughs) I would have guessed Frank Frank Sinatra is who I thought of. Yeah, well, that was just wrong. That was misdirect (laughs) and it worked. But like a uh, but like a savvy cat, you you snatched the answer away. Uh, it was Elvis Presley. Uh, Dolly was uh, delighted, of course, that Elvis Presley wanted to record her song. But the deal would have included giving him half the publishing rights. Dolly decided mm. that was not mm-hmm. a deal that she was willing to take. She turned Elvis down. Uh, she's gone on to say that the royalty she made off of uh, Houston's version alone could have bought Graceland. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Hang on to your publishing rights, my friends. Um, okay. Oh, for a bonus point, for a bonus Dolly point, a bonus Dolly Parton branded point. Can you name which film soundtrack for a movie Dolly starred in that she had previously adapted the song for? I'll give you five points if you can get this one. No Just because you're both making I don't know faces. <laughs> I like to make empty promises that I'll never have to deliver on. Okay, virtual accessibility. Is it nine to five? Yeah. The only movie nope. I know she's in. Okay. Nope. Incorrect. Maggie. Oh man. You lose nothing by guessing. Uh, she's not. Is she in Working Girl? She's not in Working Girl. Is she in Working Girl? Mm, no, she's not. She's not Aww. in Working Girl. However, you're not far off. It was the best little whorehouse in Texas. Oh, God, it's right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> right on the tip of your tongue. You needed Texas. to get it fully out of the mouth. Dang, dang. Uh, question number three. In 1980, Dolly Parton recorded a cover of Old Flames Can't Hold a Candle to You that surpassed the original by Joe's son. It became a number one on the Billboard country charts in the U.S. Let's hear a clip. That song was written by a songwriter named P.B. Siebert, whose daughter is now a professional musician. That professional musician recently covered the song herself, even featuring it on an album as a duet with Dolly. And again, I'm just—I'm not going to—I'm going to—if you can name it, I just won't do the multiple choices, and you'll get uh, two points. But if you can't get it, I will give you the the choices. Kittens. Who is P.B. Siebert's famous daughter? Kittens. Kittens. Wait. Oh, man. As soon as I said it, this is a bad choice. I'm, hmm. Well. Miley Cyrus? That's what I would have said. Yeah, right? No. No, you both would have been terribly wrong. Uh, (laughs) Here are your choices. None of them are Miley Cyrus. Is it A, is P.B. Siebert's famous daughter Lady Gaga, B, Kelly Clarkson, C, Natalie Maines of the Chicks, or D, Kesha? (gasps) Oh. Uh, what's my thing? Kittens. No. Nope. Virtual accessibility. No, you can have it. Virtual accessibility. 
It's definitely Kesha. It is definitely Kesha. Dang. I love Kesha too. I Trump love her. Is, uh, included on her 2017 release, Rainbow. dad was a, a songwriter i think it was her mom ah well there you go, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. assuming <laughs> look at me now number four a song of dolly's that has received a massive resurgence in recent years is jolene a song in which the uh, the protagonist begs uh, the beautiful jolene not to take her man here's a clip from a youtube video where two teenage boys listen to jolene for the first time the fast pace already. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Oh, okay, okay. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Hey, hold up. Hold up. Hey, we got to turn this up in the headphones, right? Okay, they love it. Uh, uh, the question is this. Dolly said she wrote the song about a real-life red-haired woman who would flirt with her husband. Was that woman A, a local banker, B, a dental hygienist, C, a waitress, or D, a sales girl? All right, virtual accessibility. Yes. C, a waitress. Incorrect. Oh, man. Incorrect. Oh. Maggie to steal. You know, I'm only going to say this because in my small hometown, uh, there is a local banker um, who went to school with my dad uh, who, you know, is just overly friendly sometimes to my own father. Uh, so I'm going to go with banker. Um, not to dish Guess small what? town. Y- you must be from Pigeon Forge, Tennessee <laughs> or whatever, uh, because it was, in fact, A, the local banker. It became a running joke with her husband, Carl, that uh, she didn't think they had enough money to justify all of his trips to the bank. Charlene <laughs> uh, was there. Ah, uh, darling. Being a redhead flirt. There you go. All right. Question number five. Though she's done duets with tons of artists. Uh, one of her most famous is this track with Kenny Rogers. Let's hear it. Islands in the stream, that is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? Sail away with me. Okay. Uh, that duet first appeared on a Kenny Rogers album in 1983, but it was written by which other musical group? A, The Righteous Brothers. B, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. C, The Bee Gees. Or D, Simon & Garfunkel. Kittens. Once, yes. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, The Bee Gees. Guess what, Maggie? You've done it. Wow. It, yes, it was written by The Bee Gees, and wow. it was produced by Barry Gibb. Mm-hmm. Originally uh, appeared on the Kenny Rogers album, Eyes That See in the Dark. So there you go. Now now it sounds like a Bee Gees song, right? It does. Yeah, I, I yep. love the Bee Gees, and I knew they, they wrote a lot of music. Um, so, yeah. you know. So there you go. There you go. You've done it. That was a big round for you, Maggie, and for us <laughs> everywhere. I'm no teacher, but... Uh, well, let's recap those scores. <laughs> Christian... The scores are, oh, virtual accessibility has eight. Kittens has six. (gasps) I was really hoping it would be nine to five at this point, but, you know, it didn't work out that way. Uh, All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Renee Colbert. I'm Alexis Preston. And we're the hosts of the smash hit podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Now, Alexis. Yes. We got big news. Uh-oh. Since last we did a promo, our dogs have become famous. World famous. World, like, stars on the Hollywood Walk. Okay. Second big news. Mm-hmm. The reviews are in. Mm-hmm. Take yourself to Apple Podcasts. You know what you're going to hear? We're happy. It's true. We're a delight. A great distraction from the world. I like that part a lot. So if that's what you guys are looking for, mm-hmm. you got to check out our show. But what else can they expect? We've got dog tech, dog news, celebrities with their dogs, all dog things. All the dog things. So if that interests you, well, get yourself on over to Maximum Fun every Tuesday. Welcome back to Trouble. I am your host, Dave Holmes, with us playing for virtual accessibility, Michelle Branch, yes. and playing for kitties, Maggie Mayfish. Um, now, it is time for a game we are calling Hot Topics, which is sadly fitting, um, because it is fire season. Um, it is really gross and smoky out there. Uh, in this round, I'm going to ask a few questions based on some of the trending topics in the news these days. As soon as you feel you have a strong opinion on the topic, you can feel free to weigh in with a short defense of your opinion. Then the other player must take the opposite opinion. I will oh, award gosh. points to whoever really moves me, whoever makes the strongest or most entertaining argument. Um, if, if you manage to use the phrase just to play devil's advocate or I'm a free speech absolutist or facts don't care about your feelings, I want you to take all that and I want you to walk it the fuck out of this show because I can't stand any of those phrases. I hate it. So don't, please don't do that. Please don't do that. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I just found out Ben Shapiro is my neighbor. (gasps) Are you kidding me? Yep. Wow. 100% serious. 100% serious. Um, Yeah, it's not great. That's not great. Anyway, yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad. The fact is, I feel bad about Ah. that. Okay. Uh, Question number one. DC Comics recently held their virtual fandom event to celebrate a bunch of their upcoming projects, including The Batman. What do, you, what do you know? A dark and gritty reboot of the previous dark and gritty reboots of Batman. My question for you is this. Have we reached peak dark and gritty remake yet? Anyone can jump in. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to jump in with a really strong assertion here that uh, okay. especially with Batman, I don't know if we'll ever, if us as a society will ever be able to separate Batman from his uh, dark, gritty uh, aesthetic that has become so solidified uh, with the Batman brand. However, uh, I do think that... Uh, you know, we should have Superman uh, super movies for children as well. I feel like as a society, we've forgotten about the children. So, yes, there we go. I don't disagree. These are fucking superhero movies. <laughs> They're wearing underwear. Let's make them for kids. Let's have uh, let me tell you what. Other things. I do disagree. Ah! Oh, boy. Right, because that's my job. So I do disagree, and I think that we haven't reached peak, peak grittiness yet for Batman. I mean, the Joker did so well last year, and you can't have the Joker beating the Batman. Good still has to triumph over evil. Oh, dang. That's actually a point oh, I had so, never thought of. So you're saying it's a race to the darkest and grittiest? Yes, and right now Joker's oh, winning, and we can't let that happen. Oh, God. Oh boy! Unfortunately for you, Melissa, I I am more sympathetic to Maggie's position. Me too. So God damn sick of watching 
Bruce Wayne watch his parents get killed. And I've seen it every other year since I was 16 years old. I have nothing more to learn from it. I, I've seen it on television. I've seen it in movies. I am absolutely sick to freaking death of it. Put it, Make him do the Batusi and give him give him nipples on his bat suit. Give him yeah. nipples. Let's make it let's make it for for children and stoned adults again. Can we please? Yes. Please. Uh, okay, point two, uh. Maggie. Question number 2. NASA has added to the 2020 disaster pool by letting us know that an asteroid could potentially strike the Earth just prior to the election. Probably because it's worried its mail-in ballot won't make it in time. Otherwise, it's got to put it in a drop box. So your question is, if an Armageddon-level asteroid hits us, do you want to survive it? Do, would you rather be taken out by it? Or would you rather survive and see the aftermath? Oh, man. Virtual accessibility. Let me tell you what. Take mm-hmm. it away. I've taken a lot of time in quarantine to watch disaster movies because that's stuff that isn't happening right now. And in every disaster movie, it ends right as the people are like, all right, we're going to move two million people into this cave. And then the movie ends and we don't get to see two million people trying to survive in a weird system of caves underneath the earth. And that's the movie I want to see. I want to know how does society, would we keep the same governments that we have if now all of a sudden we're underground and people can't make, you know, billions of dollars off of tech? Or do we have to find a new way to make society work? Now that we're all in the same cave system. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, I can see where you would want to see society reboot itself, mm-hmm. as it were. I get it. Maggie? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't want to see anything that we have to offer anymore. Uh, I think we have come up with so many terrible ideas <laughs> that we have yet to fix from our past as human beings that... uh. I, I'm going to say I'm not very interested in, uh, in in any more ideas that we have. Um, yeah. So, I'll, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck you it. know what? I am, I will say I am, I do slightly lean toward team we had a good run. You know? You know. Like, we did it. Yeah. We did it and we fucked it up and come oh. get us. Come get us. And make it quick. Just make it quick. Just make it quick and painless. Point again to you, Maggie. Um, finally, Meghan Markle, former star of Suits, current Duchess of Sussex in the British royal family, was in a video urging Americans to register to vote in the upcoming elections. This, of course, caused outrage uh, among right-wing British commentators. They called for her to have her royal title stripped from her. In response to this, Bette Midler told one of them, uh, Piers Morgan, to be specific, mm-hmm. to fuck off. The question is, should we clone Bette Midler so that there are tons more of her? Um, uh, Virtual accessibility. My answer is yes, and for a specific reason, I would like to see a remake of Hocus Pocus with three Bette Midlers. Oh, wow. I think that'd be very fun. I think she's got the acting chops to play all three characters at the same time. Like a big business, Hocus Pocus kind of mashup. Yes. But with one more. But yeah. with one more. <laughs> and that's what I want to see. So that's my yes. Okay. Mm. All right. I would green light that. Maggie, Thank what you. you got? You know, I, I would be inclined to agree because of course that's a brilliant idea for Hocus Pocus. <laughs> All of us want three Bette Midlers. Although now with modern modern film technology, I would say we wouldn't necessarily need to clone her. Mm. We could old fashioned, you know, 
green screen CGI, the performance, and I would say Bette Midler, uh, you know, singularity. Uh, I, I feel like having more of her would just devalue the bet that we have, the mm-hmm. Midler as is, um, which yeah. I would be reminiscent to touch, really. Right. <laughs> if everybody's Bette Midler, then nobody's Bette Midler. Precisely. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what? You're absolutely right. Maggie, that was that was my <laughs> argument against cloning Bette Midler. Like, that was literally exactly it. So point to you. Oh. Point to yeah. you. Woo. That may have been a decisive final round, folks. Let's shake it off. Intense. Let's recap our scores at this time. <gasps> Whoa! Working nine two nine. What a way to make a living. It is a tie, nine apiece. We could do a tiebreaker right now, but I don't want to. I'm feeling okay. too good. I want us all to be winners. This has been mm-hmm. a crazy week. Oh. I'm gonna turn on my TV tonight, and Eric Trump and his upside down mouth are gonna be yelling at me about. I, I just I, I want I want some good I want some good in this world. Congratulations, you're both winners. <gasps> yes, we did it. Ah, we did it. You did it. You're damn right. You did it. You did it. Ah. Uh, okay. It's time to plug. Tell us what you're doing, and then tell us something that you love that someone else is doing. Maggie, we'll start with you. Oh, great. Uh, well, uh, you can find me on Twitter where I make sad jokes all day long. Um, come make me feel less lonely. Uh, is that my name? Maggie Mayfish. Uh, and I also make uh, YouTube videos that are uh, comedic film analysis videos, also my name. And I'm going to plug my dear friend, uh, Princess Weeks, um, who also makes very insightful um, film and TV critical analysis videos. Um, and she is wonderful. So go okay. check her out. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Melissa Darch. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Maggie Mayfish. Just kidding. Look for my name. Uh-huh. <laughs> look for her um, name, but then link us but together. But then also look yeah. for Maggie Mayfish. Um, I have a podcast called Minute 24 that you mentioned where I review movies I haven't seen. I make someone show me six minutes of it and I try to guess what happens. We have a great time. Um, so listen to that and check me out. Um, yeah, make me feel less lonely. That's 100% what I need right now in my life. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I have a friend named Erin Bounds, who currently is going around. Um, it just started randomly. She like posted on Facebook that she was going to go bring some some food and some water and just walk around during the heat wave and bring it to unhoused peoples. And people started Venmoing her money. And now she's gone out like every weekend, bringing tons of water and food to people. So um, look her up, send her a couple of dollars, and she's walking around uh, doing the good work that, that you're not doing. So... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I uh, did send her money. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm also going to encourage everyone to do that as well. Yeah. I'm writing that down. I'm doing it. Uh, I am Dave Holmes. I'm on Twitter at Dave Holmes. And, uh, oh, um, uh, an album I can't stop listening to right now. Um, And plugging this doesn't benefit him in any way because he's dead and has been for decades. But uh, Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys did a solo album called Pacific Ocean Blue that we just got on vinyl. And it is so beautiful. I can't get enough. Um, it has soothed my aching heart during these troubled times. So listen to it. Uh, Melissa Darch, Maggie Mae Fish, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on Troubled Waters Smooches. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Melissa Darch. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie <laughs> Mae Fish. 
Ah! Yeah. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. They're making a noise, but you can't hear them because they're in another country. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. <laughs> and we all love you. Please take care of yourselves. Wear a mask. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.